Welcome into Tigers Avenue, Zach. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It has been we a had a, an official show. We ran a little informal thing last night. If any of you hopped on, I don't know if any did, but if you did see it, we were on last night ch- chatting a little bit about the College World Series final game. LSU champ, LSU Tigers are the 2023 College World Series men's champion. I mean, it, number seven. You're going to get a new intimidator tomorrow. They're going to celebrate it tomorrow. Year two, first time, Jay, you know, Jay Johnson's year two, first time a coach in his second year has ever won uh, the whole thing. I mean, what a year uh, for the LSU Tigers and this baseball team. What an incredible season, a team that will be remembered forever and that will be solidified by what happened last night in Omaha. Zach. Uh, for those who haven't been or, or weren't on last night's show uh, or, or last night's whatever you call that celebration, um, we had to watch practically the entire Omaha, you know, the bracket side of Omaha. I mean, well, we didn't even watch it. We, we, we literally had to find out the score every single night. Um, it, it was tough, but. I mean, every single night we were we were pleased, except for Tuesday night, right? Tuesday night. Yeah, I mean, we we or watched Monday you know night. bits and pieces of it. I mean, to give uh, our listeners that will listen on the audio podcast and our viewers that are watching on on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, which, wherever. Um, me and Reagan were gone. Uh, we had a we had a camp we had to go to. Uh, Reagan was the director of the camp. I had to yeah. do a lot of other things on the side: video, sound. Uh, helping out with games, all kinds of different stuff uh, that we had going on with this team camp that we were helping out with. And it's in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas. Literally, population is 87 uh, in Smithville, Arkansas. Yep. The only thing that they have there is, like, the church camp. That's, like, that's, that's it. That's all they got. Um, so the whole week, you know, we had terrible service, which, yeah, no you know, service. bless the Lord, I got a phenomenal cabin. Um, that was in the area of where they have their Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> I was able to do all the work there and, and also keep up with the LSU games. So each night we were had to be uh, in the main area, the service area, the tabernacle, whatever you want to call it, at like 6.30. So we really only got about 30 minutes to watch the very beginning. And it, even then it was during uh, while we were eating before then. Yeah. So. Usually it was like on our on my phone. I'd prop it up against some like a paper towel holder or something like that. 
and, and were watching the game. And, and, you know, that's, that's how it was. And like Reagan said, most of the nights, by the time everything got done with service, um, you know, we, the game was over. It usually ended up being nine, nine thirty or later, I think Reagan, um, you know, by the time we actually got to, you know, step aside and go and check out the score. The only other night that that changed was on Thursday night when they went to extras. And luckily for me, unfortunately not for Reagan, but for me, I got to go literally watch the last pitch. Um, It was very last. Just Yeah, like literally just caught it. Like I, I knew the score had been zero to zero. We got on a service, had no clue what the score was. I go to my cabin, open up my phone, and I'm like, holy cow, it's still going on, and it's zero to zero, right? Golly. And this is to get into this is to get into the natty against Wake Forest, right? Paul Skeens had shoved, Rhett Lowry had shoved, uh, Herd was holding it down. I go and say goodbye to my good buddy uh Ben Brandon. He was leaving his part of the band. I say goodbye to him. I check uh my phone, Herd had gotten out of a uh two on two out situation yeah. dylan gets on i'm like i gotta go watch this we got one on no out i literally get the phone pulled up and first pitch tommy hits the first pitch i see on my phone in the cabin is the walk off and next thing you know <laughs> we're in the national championship um i went berserk running through the camp going buck wild i go find <laughs> reagan and quietly tell him that we have walked it off in the 11th um but yeah, uh, the the gist of our week, Reagan, was checking the phone. Uh, you know, whenever we could get service in, yeah. in the uh, tabernacle, we were you know you know getting updates from dad, texting us every now yeah. and then. Really, it came down to like I would go. Reagan would still be busy, uh, help you know getting things taken care of and getting things wrapped up, and I would go check my phone and then I would relay the message to Reagan. Hey, this is what happened, right? And then around midnight. You know, mid, midnight 30 or 1 a.m. in the morning, me and Reagan were finally able to get on YouTube and watch the highlights and like watch every out, watch every at bat, you know, watch the hit, you know. So, shout out Wheels. Was, uh, shout out huh? Wheels. Shout out Wheels and shout out Matthew. Wheels. Yeah, shout out Wheels YouTube. If y'all don't know who Wheels YouTube is, go check them out. They, they are responsible. The Wheels YouTube highlight. is best responsible highlight. for us being able to watch the games. Every at bat and what happened in every at bat. So it was awesome. It and it, I mean, it kind of sucked not to watch it live, but you know, it was kind of working for us, right, Reagan? Like, yeah, yeah, we're just like, like, we're just gonna live with the results. We're just gonna live (laughs) with the results. Like, we're not gonna look at it, and then we're gonna live with the results. And every single night outside of Monday or Tuesday, I think it was Monday. Was it Monday? Monday, I think it was when they lost the Wake Forest. Outside of the, when they lost to Wake Forest, that was the only you know time it was bad, right? Yeah. And uh, so, of course, eventually we get to the the championship series against Florida. And like I said last night, Reagan, uh, I was concerned because LSU had to go through the losers bracket. Florida did not. Florida had all of their arms rested. Um, they had a normal weekend rotation set up, ready to ready to go. We did not have schemes. Um, Ty was going to have to go against their one. We're going to have to see, you know, what happened game two. Uh, and then yeah. maybe we got Skeens game three. Um, and Reagan, you know, it was just awesome, awesome, awesome. The game one is the big – I mean, under, obviously winning it in game three. Game one was – I mean, 
massive. It was it was the biggest part of that three game series, um, because one you had a piss you well on paper you had a pitching disadvantage, right? And then Ty fully went out and shoved and proved everybody wrong, and had 17 strikeouts, tied the record, and it was phenomenal. And then you had the late heroics of Tommy White and Kay Beloso in his fifth year gets to go ahead in the ninth inning. Cooper comes in, shuts it down, gets you his what was his third save, I think, of the College World Series. I mean, dude, it was just phenomenal. Game two is it is what it is, you know, and Jay managed that phenomenally. Um, you know, I always say like you you never you never give up on a game, right? Yeah. But if that was giving up on a game, like that's what you did on Sunday. Unfortunately, you were saving arms. You were just getting to the end once, of the game. Is all you were doing. Once they had, you know, the grand slam. Even after the grand slam, you're still you're still within, you know, one hit from tying it up, right? Once they got outside of that, there was no need to go to your best arms. You what you do there is you're not giving up the game, right? Because what you do is you hope that the guys you bring in, you know play well, they perform well, they pitch well, and then your offense gets going and you get back into it, right? That's what you yeah. hope. So you don't, you don't, you know, you don't just give up on the game, but you prepared yourself for what looked like was going to be a loss, right? You prepared yourself for the most important game, which was would have been obviously the deciding game three. And so, yeah. you know, puts in Collins, puts in Dutton, puts in did little pitch. Honestly, I gotta be honest, I didn't watch it. He did. A, yeah, a little pitch. You put in little. You put in Dutton, money, little. You put in money. Collins. You put in those guys, and you're not you're not relenting. You know, you're not like just handing them the win. You're getting to but the finish line. You're saying, okay, <laughs> y'all have this. Y'all have this in command. We're gonna see what these guys can do. Maybe goes out. And, you know, then the offense turns it on. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. So, Jay played it perfectly by setting himself up for game three. You had all of your best arms yeah. available for game three. They had an extra day of rest, and it worked out perfectly, right? And if you needed Paul Skeens, you, you could have used him. You didn't have to use him. That's what's so incredible about this, this finals um, is – the guy did not pitch a single pitch. Sorry, I got Luca with me tonight. All my own. All good. But the guy did got baby Luca celebrating with us. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of fussing, but the guy didn't pitch a single pitch, and you beat Florida on a normal weekend rotation. Right. Yeah. Right. Ray just points at me. He's like, "All right, you go." As he takes care of Luca. Look, Reagan, for me, um, you know, at the beginning of the game yesterday, obviously, Hurt had a slow start, right? Um, we weren't able to perform anything, to get anything going in the first in the first inning. You know, Trey had a really bad strikeout. Tommy had a bad strikeout. Not great ABs in the first inning. And yet, you know, you still had some hope, obviously, that the offense would get going. Then, unfortunately, in the in the bottom of the first, I mean, the first two guys reach for Florida with the base hit, and then a, and then the home run. And you go and you know, I gotta be honest, I'm going okay. Here we go again. Like, 
is this going to be a situation where the the offense that we saw the day before for Florida is going to continue yeah. to do their thing, or yeah. is um is is her going to settle in and is the offense going to be able to get going and to be able to stable up and and keep you in this ball game, right? Ultimately, that's what happened, right? And the offense had a massive explosion of, of a hit yeah. parade. Dude, her did not even record an out, and it was two to nothing. And yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, if we're all gonna be honest, we're all like, "Crap!" Like this, here we go again. But Hurd, after that, did not allow a single hit. I mean, he locked it in. The offense got rolling. Here's here's the reality: is LSU did really good against all three of their starting pitchers. You got Sprout out early. You got Waldrop out early, and you yep. got Cagley on out early. Out early, and Every single one. that that ultimately is what won you this game because game one, this series, because game one was Sprout. You had to, um, they had to go to Fisher and um, Slay, uh, Fisher and Neely early, and had to use them. And yep. so yesterday, they really needed Cagley on to get them a few innings so that then Fisher and Neely could kind of close the game out. Caglione were all were jumping all over him early. And so they he only gets an inning and a third. And so they immediately have to go to Fisher. Fisher gets four hits, you know, I mean is getting crammed. And then they have to go to Slater. And then after they go to Slater, all they have left is Neely. That was yeah. it. Of like of like good arms. All they had was Neely. What happened to Florida yesterday or last night is what happened to LSU game two. Yeah. Is their good arms were like gone. Like they were having to throw Purnell and Nesbitt, and we were making them pay for having to throw those kind of guys. I mean, Kevin O'Sullivan was literally doing what Jay Johnson was doing. He Caglione couldn't get it done. Nate Ackenhausen couldn't get it done. I mean, Nate Ackenhausen went longer than Caglione did. But they started touching up on Nate Ackenhausen, so they went to, um, I think it was, who did they go to first out of the bullpen? Out of, after Ackenhausen, I'm drawing a blank. Anyways. Uh, but, I want to say they went to, did they go to Coop? No. No, Cooper was sick that day. Maybe they went was, to Gidry? I'm drawing a blank, honestly. I'm drawing a blank as Maybe well. Maybe it was Collins. I don't think it was Collins. I think Collins was like the third guy in. Maybe y'all can remind us who came in after Ackenhausen game two. Game two. Anyways, but you know, then you go to the next guy, they get like they continue to rake, and then it's like, okay, let's go to these guys and see if they kind of hold it together. Maybe we can get some offense rolling, and then we'll see what we can do later on. Um, Jason Baker said, I think it was Gidry. I think it was, it was as Gidry. well. Okay. So that's what he maybe was trying to do. It was Gidry because Gidry was the one that gave up the grand slam. Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, which, yeah, didn't really give up a pop grand fly. Slam. Man gave up a pop fly that flew out with the wind, a fifty-one degree pop fly that never would have gone out, anyways. But so they go to Gidry. So it was a very similar situation for LSU game two that it was for Florida. Right, you go okay. You got Ackenhausen not working out. They got Caglione not working out. You go to Gidry. Gidry's one of your your guys, and then Florida goes to Fisher. 
Well, Gidry gets punched in the mouth. Fisher gets punched in the mouth. So they got to go to Slater. Slater is one of their better guys, but Slater gets hit in the shin with a with a a liner from Trey Morgan, and he's shaking up a little bit up from it. It wasn't the same. It really wasn't given his best stuff anyways before the the one he took off his shin. And, you know, then we went to Bryce Collins' game, too, and after that it just got out of hand. After Slater, it got out of hand. I mean, it was yeah. the same situation. And at that point, there was no reason to burn any more arms. And for Florida, all you had left in the pin was Neely. And so your only hope was try to get – Nesbitt and Purnell to get you a few innings. Hopeful, hope that your offense can do something to get you within a few runs, and then you give the ball to Neely. Instead, it just got out of hand. I mean, Purnell and Nesbitt and you know all those. I mean, we had already jumped on them before Purnell and Nesbitt came in. So, like it was, it was the same exact thing that happened, and that was because you jumped on Sprout and Waldrop early and were able to get them guys out of there, and they had to use more arms than probably they expected to. And that's a tip of the cap to our offense. We we had great plate approaches. We ran pitch counts up. I mean, Sprout threw and, uh, over 100 pitches in four innings. When they pulled yep. him in the fourth inning, he was over 100. Uh, Waldrop was at 80-something in, I think, the third inning when they pulled him game two. They pulled Caglione, and he was pushing, I think, 50, 60 pitches, and they were in the second inning with only one out. So that was a tip of the cap to Jay Johnson and the game plan that they had for all of these pitchers. It was a phenomenal plan, and ultimately that is what won you this, what won you the College World Series because you won the important game, game one. Ty Floyd gave you the game of his life, saved your arms, where – Florida had to burn their arms, and they lost the game. It was a massive hit. Game one was a massive hit because they had to burn those arms and took a loss. And so you had to almost hope that you got to game three for Florida. You know, fortunately for them, they did, but it didn't work out for them because LSU was all over Caglione. The reality is Caglione can throw 99 and, and can touch 100 every now and then, but he's like all over the place all over the place. And if you're patient at the plate, he's going to walk you. He's going to hit you. I mean, he's got 85 strikeouts on the season, but he also has like 50-plus walks. So it's exactly what happened with Caglione. I mean, the pitch he threw, he hit, he hit Beloso in the back. And, man, so I, I, I really think it came down to that is, is our plate approaches and our ability to run pitchers off really helped us in the long run. And the way that Jay Johnson handled the bullpen and managed the staff through the series won you this game. It was, I mean, won you the championship. Um, the pitching outside of game two uh, of the finals was phenomenal all Omaha. I, I mean, literally. What was your biggest concern going into the postseason? It was your biggest concern. And outside, they threw up the stat yesterday, Outside of game two, um, where Florida put up 24 runs, our staff had a had a sub-two ERA. The entire Same staff thing. had a 1.97 ERA. And well, up, Jason, up to game two, uh, leading up to game two, the bullpen had not allowed one single run, not a single run. It, and it Jason makes normal. a good point about that. He said, I really love how Jay Johnson handled the bullpen after the SC tournament. You see, uh, you saw only the ones that he knew 
uh, that was going to perform. You didn't see some of them till game two, Correct. hence the 24 runs. Yep. Exactly. And, you know. It's an inflated number. It's an inflated number. Just like our, our score, 18-4 to four is inflated. Correct. And we didn't talk about that. I mean, going into the postseason, that obviously was a concern, but we knew, you know, it was going to get limited because you're not playing four games in a weekend, right? You're or in a week. You, you you can rely off of your ace and Paul Skeens and Ty Floyd and in the super regional. Uh, you know, you you win both those games, you're done. You don't have to worry about any other arms, right? Yeah. Um, in the regional, if you get a great you get a great start out of Skeens, Hurd, and Floyd, then you're done. And that's what happened in this in the in the regional. And you don't have to worry about bullpen as much. Um, and then in the College World Series, see, in, in, in Omaha, that's where it changed, right? That's where we got concerned because you lost the game. And now you're going, oh, crud. Now we need arms. And Nate Ackenhausen and Griffin Heron extended, which yep. you didn't think you were going to get, right? Uh, Nate Ackenhausen had the longest outing of the season. And he gave you that. And that allowed you to still only stick to the arms that you needed. You didn't have to go to the back of the bullpen and use arms that you had that that you'd used in a regular season that had, you know, not performed as well and that had been right. made the bullpen look concerning. So, yeah, I mean, that's but that's the gist of a regular that's why you play 56 games and then when you get to the postseason, you know you, who are the guys that you can trust, right? Yeah. And that's why as fans, and I, I got to say this to myself as well, and I, I think we should say this to ourselves, you know, we can't, you know, when we get in, when we're in the regular season and some things are going bad, we can't freak out and go, oh, well, this is, this is going to affect the postseason. They'll never make it through a regional. Because guess what? Never make it because, through a super. You know, we're, we're not going to make it to a super regional. We're not going to make it to Omaha, you know, with, with this, you know, with X, you know. Well, by the time you get postseason, probably a lot of the issues that you have, either you have already worked out or they have been left out of the equation season, right? They are taken out of the equation. Now, sometimes it's different. You know, you think back to uh, last year and – you didn't have any starting pitching, so you had to heavily rely on the bullpen. You had to heavily rely on the back-end guys, right? And thank goodness you had Paul Gervais and Eric Razelman, you know, that could extend and and, and give you big-time outs that were out-getters. Yeah, imagine Cooper. if you don't have those guys like, you, you know, I'm Cooper. Imagine if you don't have those guys, you know, last year. You definitely don't make it through a regional. That's and how about sure. Cooper? How about Cooper, man? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. He deserves he, all the credit he gets. Jay, wow. he is one. He is he's a pitcher that Jay trusts the most, and you see why. Like he's got to work some things out in the in the regular season. We had to let that go, right? You got to allow him to work some things out. But when it mattered the most in the postseason, every time Cooper came in, in the postseason, he was lights out. Bro, he, he was, was amazing. amazing. I did give up a run in the postseason outside of the home run. Uh, in game three against Florida? I don't think so. I don't think he did. I don't think he gave a run outside of the solo shot that they hit 
And at that point, you're just trying to get out. So you're throwing strikes, trying to get out. Uh, Rob, Robert, his latest comment there, Cooper needs to come back for a senior season. I think, look, guys, I'm not like, I'm not like picking on Cooper or anything, but like, I think this is the height for Cooper in his career, baseball wise. I mean, he may be drafted and play a couple of years in the minor leagues, but like, Cooper's not a guy who's going to make it to the show. Like, I mean, some guys, that's just the reality for them. Like, this is probably the top baseball they're going to play. Um, so a guy like Cooper, I think, is a guy who will come back. Uh, I, I, that's just my opinion. No, that's a good point you make. And, um, you know, we need to discuss, you know, you know, potentially near the last segment, we'll kind of look towards the end uh, of this season and, and get a glimpse into next season, discuss transfer portal options, discuss who you might see stay, discuss, you know, What's a potential day one starting lineup? You know, obviously way, way, way too early to discuss that. But we know y'all want to discuss it. I want to discuss it, Reagan. Yeah, it's we'll interesting do it to talk sure. about. So we'll, of course, do it, right? Um, but you outside of just the, who the, what the whole team is before, you know, because the yeah, transfer portal. Yeah, of, of course. Um, we got to see what happens in the transfer portal. Um, but, look, outside of just the game itself, Reagan, just, you know, sentimentally just man it was so satisfying and i said it last night and i'll say it again for our viewers and our listeners that'll eventually listen on the audio podcast on apple music or, or apple or podcast or you know spotify whatever um and it's it's like well duh but just to say it out loud again like i did last night it's dylan cruz's last year it's Trey Morgan's last year. It's Jordan Thompson's last year. It's Kay Beloso's last year. It's Gavin Dugas last year. It's Paul Skeen's last year. It's Ty Floyd's last year. It's likely Alex Malazzo's last year, maybe. It's maybe Braden Joe Bear's last year. It's maybe Hayden Travinsky's last year, right? And there's other guys we're not, we're, we're not mentioning, right, that didn't have as big of roles, but – like those 10 guys, those are guys that played major, major roles in this team, not just yeah. this year, but in the past few seasons, right? Yeah. Like that's 10 guys, 10 guys that love LSU, that have worked their tail off to get to where they got to this season. They had mass because you had those guys, veteran guys, juniors, fifth year seniors, two year guys that are draft eligible, you know guys like Paul Skeens who came out of the transfer portal and you had to heavily rely on uh, for your pitching staff. Like those guys, you know, because you had all those guys, there was major, major lofty expectations placed on this team. I mean, we, we said it, Reagan. I mean, I said it. Like it's Omaha bust. If you don't yeah. make it to Omaha this year, it's a bust. Because yeah. of what you have on this team and because of the expectations. And, and it would have been. It would have been. And it would have been. It would have been, right? But they exceeded the expectations. They exceed we wanted them to get to Omaha. We we knew a championship was possible, right? But we knew how, we also know how difficult it was to win a championship. And yet this team did it. And not only did they did did they do it, they did it in the most improbable way by losing a game and going through the losers bracket and and getting to the championship, to getting to the title series. 
and ultimately winning that title series. It just makes me so happy for all of those guys that love LSU, that love this program, that love Jay Johnson, that we the fans love. I mean, these are guys that we talked about it like a couple episodes back. Like, we're going to tell, you know, you're going to tell Luca and Zeke, you know, eventually when I have kids, we're going to tell, you know, our kids eventually about Dylan Cruz. We're going to tell our kids eventually about the greatest you know, LSU player of all time. You know, the, <laughs> the best first baseman ever at LSU, which was Trey yeah. Morgan. We're going to tell, yeah. you know, our kids about, you know, Jordan Thompson and the adversity that he over that he overcame yeah. and the perform the, the season that he had this year. You know, oh, we're going to tell them about Paul Skeens being the best pitcher that we've ever watched in our like, and obviously eventually they'll 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 be players along the line down the line that will come along and they might over overtake you know a, a, a Trey Morgan or a Dylan I mean even a Dylan Cruz I mean it's possible right um, Yeah, I don't it, think anybody it, thought Ben McDonald's numbers would have been. Yeah, I mean I'm sure were. nobody thought. I'm sure nobody thought that you know Ben McDonald's records be broken, but down the line eventually here. Here comes Paul Skeens, and he breaks that record. Like, these are players. This team, these players, this coach, this season, we're going to tell our kids about that. Like, we're going to tell, you know, future little LSU fans about, like, (laughs) like, it's, 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 it's amazing. It's, it's insane to think about. Um, so anyways, Reagan, uh, do you have anything else before we get to some comments? Well, I, and, and I mean, to add to that, the, I was telling y'all this last night on like when we were Marco back and forth, FaceTime and whatever we were doing. I can't remember. Like you did it and you did it in a way where like almost nobody can question the fact that you were the best team. Like, so I know we lost the first place position and we told y'all at the beginning of the season, almost nobody ever goes beginning of the season to end of the season at number one, the entire season. Like at some point, and LSU, LSU will fall. LSU through. did a pretty good job of holding it down for yeah, a really almost, long time. Yeah. They, they, at some point, LSU would falter. It's baseball. You'll lose that number one spot, and it'll be okay. It'll be fine. Look, LSU, without question, proved through this postseason run, through their season, that they were no question the best team, the best team all year long. You had a hiccup. In the last two seasons, the last two series, you had the last two weekends of SEC play. You had a hiccup in the bullpen. Just couldn't kind of figure things out last two weekends. Rough patch. You lose to Auburn. You lose to State back-to-back. It was a rough spot. You lose your number one spot. But the reality is LSU was and is and has proven that they were the best team day one and they were the best team the very last day literally the very last day of college baseball. They proved it. I mean, you beat everybody who was somebody this year. Everybody. When South Carolina early on the season, everybody's like, geez, Casas and Petri and Will Sanders and this South Carolina team looks like the team to beat. Well, you went to what South Carolina. You traded one and one. You finally got that rematch in the SEC tournament, and you beat them two out of three. You beat Arkansas two out of three who lost in a regional. You beat Florida two out of three in the finals. You beat Tennessee four times out of five times that you played them. You beat Kentucky four times out you of five. You beat Kentucky four times out of five times. 
who was the RPI number two team in the nation going into postseason play. And, of course, you beat Wake Forest, who looked like the best team in the country after Texas in the midweek, early, early on in the season. Yeah, you beat Texas early in the week. And so – and you beat you beat Wake Forest two out of three times. So, like, you won a series against them, essentially. And yeah. you face their best. You face their best. Yeah. All three games, you face their best. So, you, you face Rhett Louder, their left-hander, and the guy on uh, uh, the second game we played, I'm drawing a blank on him. Like, you face their three best guys, and you beat them. You were the best team, and there was no question about it. And then you went and played Florida – in the finals, and you did not pitch for all the stupid people. Sorry, I'm going to say it for all the stupid people who wanted to say that LSU did not have pitching outside of Paul Skeens. Guess what? Paul Skeens didn't throw a single ball in the World Series finals, and LSU won the whole thing in the biggest stage of college baseball. LSU did not use the best pitcher in the country, let alone the best. Pitching prospect since Strasburg. Strasburger. Yeah. Strasburg. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you were hands down the best team. And they could have been better. <laughs> they, could, they could have been better, guys. You lost Grant Taylor and Jaden Newt before the season started. Grant Taylor was easily going to be your number two guy. I mean, you would have been, you would have had four true starters by the end of the season. Skeet, you would have had Taylor, you had Floyd. Floyd potentially as your Sunday guy. And heard in the bullpen yeah, or heard. a midweek guy. Or midweek How insane guy. is that? And then and then your two best bullpen arms, Chase Shores, who can throw 99 as a true freshman and has command of his – like he's not erratic. He has command of his pitches. And Garrett Edwards, a veteran player who were amazing out of the bullpen for you, easily your best two bullpen guys. Both of them, Taylor UCL – need Tommy John surgery, and you lose them, and you still you still go out and win the World Series. I mean, you were the best team. There was no question about it. We knew it at the beginning of the season. Everybody knew it. It was the most talented team in college baseball, and they proved that they were the best through the way they played all season long and the way they capped off this Omaha. I mean, like you were saying, they, they went the hardest route against some of the best teams, and you still got it done. And you still got it done. It, it, it is a phenomenal run. It is top. It is definitely top three of the championships LSU has. There's no question about it. I think 97 is probably the number one, 96. Uh, or 96 is probably number one there. Uh, not and 2000, 2000 and 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 this year can battle it out for number two um, in the championship. So. Incredible. I, I mean, I, I I cannot put to words this kind of run, how amazing this was. And like you were saying, all 10 of those guys, to cap off Dylan Carew's career with a national championship, it was just the, terry, the cherry on top. He's done everything, Zach. He literally did everything. He did everything. He won the gold spot. SEC player of the year. Nice. I, I mean – Everything, two-time first-team All-American, perfect game freshman of the year, you know, his freshman season. I mean, he he is everything. And then to finish it with a national championship 
it solidifies his legacy as the greatest baseball player in LSU history, and you should retire his number. Nobody should ever wear number three ever again. And it's just amazing. I mean, this season is incredible. It will be remembered for ages. They have immortalized this team. Just like we're talking about 91, 96, 97, we're going to be talking about 23 when we're old and decrepit, Zach. I mean, we're going to be talking about Dylan Cruz um, when we, we can't hardly walk around yeah, because of how incredible this season was, how incredible of a player he was. So, I mean, I hope you all enjoyed every bit of that. I made sure to message my dad and Zach right before Dylan Cruz came up, and I said, guys, this is going to be his last at bat. Enjoy it. I mean, remember this moment because this is the greatest LSU player of all time. Like, it was funny because he bat. ended up coming back up to bat. <laughs> and got another hit. And got another, got hit. another so, hit. I mean, that those are my thoughts on on this season. Is It is everything you could have wanted it to be. Everything. Yeah, and yeah. probably, Carl Dunn, you're probably right. Um, Paul Skeens is probably the best pitcher to ever come through LSU. Uh, and, and that's saying a lot. That is saying a lot. That is a mouthful. To say Paul Skeens is the best pitcher to ever come through LSU. Talent-wise, yes. Career-wise, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, Ben McDonald. I mean, it's like Joe down. Burrow. He only had one year. Yeah, it's like really, Joe Burrow. I mean, I mean, yeah. Just came in and had the most dominant pitching performance uh, that we've seen. And I do think you special. should maybe retire. I, I don't know if you retire the number 20. So there's a difference here, Zach. You can retire someone's jersey or you can retire the number. If you retire the number, nobody ever wears it again. If you retire someone's jersey, it's kind of an honor. Like it's an honor thing, but someone can still wear that number. They mm-hmm. they may retire Paul Skeen's jersey. Jersey. They, they may do that with Paul Skeen since he only pitched one year, but you never know. I, I would be perfectly fine if they retired number 20. I would be fine with that. But, you know, you'll have to see how that plays out. And it's a very long – I wish they would change this rule with LSU, but just to give you all a heads up, you know, guys like Joe Burrow and Dylan Cruz, guys who are, we know for sure are going to have their their jerseys retired, numbers retired, it's going to be a while. I, I think the rule is they have to be five years removed from their pro sport. So they have to go through their entire professional career and then five years after their professional career – then their numbers retired. So it's going to be a while. I wish they would change that, but <laughs> it's what it is. So, anyways, this is this season is everything LSU fans wanted it to be. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you soaked in those memories because that was a phenomenal college World Series run. And yeah. I, I, it, I mean, Zach, LSU aside, the whole college World Series as a whole great. was incredible. Yeah. I mean, you had everything. You had everything, competitiveness, a number four seed competing, uh, beating TCU game one, like like all like all of it, all of it. I mean, it was amazing. It was amazing. All right, Reagan, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll hit a few comments, and then we will look ahead to next season and even give some transfer portal updates, mention some names that are currently in the portal, sure. and maybe one name that's not in the portal right now but could potentially end up being on LSU's roster. We'll be back right after this. Five Star Hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram, at Saints Anthem. And at Twitter, 
at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Back at it here in the Tigers Avenue to kind of have our last segment here. We know there's lots of comments flying here, so we'll get to those first. Appreciate all y'all commenting. Uh, Zach, throw them up there. Let's see what we got. All right, Robert. Uh, uh, obviously, a, a follower of the show uh, has been very consistent. We appreciate you, Robert, being in here with us, especially to celebrate the Natty, baby. Uh, he said, I'm interested to see what Newt and Appleby do this year. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Newt, both those guys, you know, are, you know, potentially, potentially could be guys that are in a starting rotation. Maybe they're weekend guys. Maybe they're a Sunday, you know, role player. We'll have to wait and see, but uh, I am excited Newt, to see yeah. both those guys. I think Newt eventually could definitely work, will definitely work his way into the rotation. I think Appleby could, this coming season, could be a key role in your bullpen for sure. Uh, Adam said, do you guys think the NCAA changes the balls or bats to the dangerously high exit velo off the bat? Maybe a little bit. I kind of like where the game's at right now. Um, I mean, it still Baseball is entertaining. It's more offensive. It's, it's still fun. entertainment, right? <laughs> sports is entertainment. That's what yeah. sports was made for. It's yeah. meant to bring in revenue. It's meant to entertain. And in baseball, if you want to entertain, if you want to bring in more revenue, it needs to be more offensive. Does that mean that ERA is going to go up? Yes, we've seen that in the past couple of years. But guess what? You still have guys like Paul Skeens yeah. uh, who can absolutely shove and shut down offense no matter what bats you have or what baseball bats they're throwing. <laughs> um so I like where the game's at right now, Reagan. Uh, maybe they tweak it a little bit, but I think also I think I think you know the NCAA and college baseball in, in general likes where the game's at right now. Yeah, I, I, I love where uh, the offense is at this year. It made it a lot more fun. The home runs were up. Everybody loves home runs, and the home runs was up across the entire board, and, and I think everybody loved it. Uh, Ryan's in here with us. Appreciate you joining us, Ryan. As always, in this day and age, Paul is better than Ben. Talent again, talent wise, yes. If you want to look yeah. at a career, there hands down it goes to Ben McDonald. But if you look at just strictly talent in a single season, it's it's Paul Skeens. There's no no question. Okay, so this is what we want to get into, right? Big uh, hey, Mil said, "Go ahead." Real quick, Robert, remind me of the JUCO player we talked about a few weeks back. I know his last name's Reeves. I can't remember what it is. But that's another guy who's transferring in who could find his way into the starting lineup that that we uh, that I forgot about. He's already announced he's coming day. to LSU. Oh, yeah. He, he was committed to LSU a long time ago. His last name starts with Reeves, and he was just playing in the JUCO College World Series, and he batted like over 400 this year. Wow. And, yeah, remind me of his name, Robert. I, I remember you talking about him. Go well, ahead. We'll get, we'll get into that. Uh, so, big am I asking any news on baseball recruiting um and speaking of that uh robert says yeah when's jay be uh portal hunting in effect it might be today i don't know he might he might allow himself to celebrate today and then you know like you said tomorrow wednesday uh, go to work i don't know he's probably probably on the phones already he's probably on the phones last night dude it was after winning the 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 series 
in the middle of the College World Series, you had what two guys commit? You had yes. Justin Lar <laughs> and uh, Cade Woods commit, right? Cade Woods. So, yeah. Um. Okay, so here's what I want to discuss because Robert Robert also brought this up. He said, uh, "I honestly do see Chase Burns coming." Um, I hope I'm wrong. Robert, do you not want Chase Burns? Do you not want Chase Burns? Because uh, I do. <laughs> I'll be honest with y'all. Um, He's the hottest name in the portal right now. Also, question. did you notice the timing of when his name got entered, like, officially? Uh, right after LSU wins the national championship, <laughs> the name drops. It's in, it's in the portal, right? Like, we kind of heard rumors. You know, it was discussed. But nothing had been officially made yet. Right. And there was even some like, okay, maybe Tennessee got him back. Maybe Tennessee convinced him not to enter his name because it had been a couple of days. Elsie wins a national championship. Um, Kendall Rogers. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, oh, by the way, Chase Burns has officially entered his name into the portal. Right. <laughs> Coincidence? I think I not. Think not. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm going to be honest, Reagan. I'm, oh, oh, Reagan got a little dark. I don't know what happened there. But yeah, when I get too close to my camera, it, it, it <laughs> the light changed. That's my bad. Anyways, uh, I don't know about you, Reagan, but I believe that Chase Burns is going to be an LSU Tiger. Yeah, I, 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 I believe it. I, I believe it. Yeah, um, that's not just a belief. You know, there's some sourcing behind that, but I'm telling y'all. There is a high likelihood. Now, now can it change? Yes. Uh, can Tennessee yeah. come back and offer him the bank and he ends up staying at Tennessee? Yes. Could Florida or somebody else come into the picture? And and but I mean, I, I was talking I was talking with my buddy uh Louie today, and he's a big Arkansas fan, and we were discussing NIL, and he's an Arkansas fan, and even as an as a massive Arkansas fan, um he realizes like LSU, like nobody is is gonna like. There's not many teams that can say that they can compete with LSU when it comes to NIL, you know, money and and putting a lot of resources yeah. into LSU baseball, right? Right. And he's 100 percent correct, right? Uh, and that's why you have the likes of Tommy White, Paul Skeens, Thatcher Hurd on your team, right? Um, that's not gonna stop. And after you won a national championship, guess what? It's only going to get better, right? Um, yeah. I think you're going to see you're going to see some upgrades to the box. I think you're going to see some upgrades to baseball ops, um, and you're going to continue to see big NIL opportunities for big time players that are in the portal. Um, yeah. Do you think LSU is just going to lay over and say, "Okay, next year is a rebuilding year. We won the national championship. We're going to rebuild. We're settling down. We're settling down. No, Jay Johnson's going to hit the portal. He wants to go back to back. You know one. he wants to go back to back. Um, so Chase Burns is a big name that's in the portal. Um, I'm pretty sure he is the best arm in the portal right now. And there is a high no, no highlight. There's a high. He's highlight. not just the best arm in the portal. He's the best name in the portal. Highest profile. He's the best name in the portal. No question. So listen, guys. I'm I'm pretty confident LSU is going to get go and get him. Um, Reagan, another name to look at that. Uh, now, help me out, Reagan. Who's the guy at Clemson? Billy Amick. Billy, Billy Amick is another name to watch. I also like LSU's chances with Billy Amick. Haven't heard anything officially. Don't have, like, any sourcing behind that, but I do like LSU's chances. 
Um, did we ever find out what he plays, what position he plays? No, it just says infield. I mean, he's an infielder is what it's If saying. he's an infielder, you need a middle infield, so go and get him, right? And obviously, I would like LSU's chances for that as well. Also, a name that is not being mentioned a whole, whole lot, but is a name that I think people need to look out for is Luke Hill. Luke Hill, guys, is a um, shortstop that starts for Arizona State. He bats over 300. He's not a power hitter. He's not a power hitter, but he's a great defender, and he's from Baton Rouge. And in his recruitment, it was down to Arizona State and LSU. Arizona State was first to the party. They were the first ones to get in and recruit him. LSU was a little bit later in that process, and he eventually commits to Arizona State. Um, He is not in the transfer portal as of right now. But you need middle infield, and he is a really good middle infielder. So, um, that's another name to keep in mind. Yeah. Yep. So, there's – other than pitchers, there's – obviously, we've landed Justin Lower, and Chase Burns is kind of a hot name and looks and to be Robert a And Robert said, LSU. speaking of Burns, he said there's Tennessee people saying that uh, TCU is – a Big on the mix. I haven't. I gotta be honest, Robert. That's the first time I've heard that. I, I like LSU's chances over TCU. Yeah, <laughs> just just my opinion. But he uh, also said I, he doesn't want him because uh, he wants to start. I don't think we can offer him. Uh, uh, I hope I'm wrong. Just because it started. Listen, Chase Burns with the right development. I mean, he's got the stuff. Um that you want his stuff right when you're talking about just pitching his stuff is elite it is first round talent um type stuff um if he wants to come be a starter at lsu and you need starters right you're losing ty floyd you're losing paul schemes you're gonna have herd back i would assume he is gonna be one of your starters um i would like herd lauer and burns that sounds nice. That's a pretty good start <laughs> rotation with potentially Grant Taylor. We'll see what Grant Taylor does. He is a draft-eligible sophomore. Um, you know, if he gets healthy and, and wants to try and get a first round, you know, work himself back into, like, work himself into first-round picture, that's a big question mark, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, if, if Burns is available, you go get him. And he is. You go get him. Go and get him. Um Peyton said his family is pushing him to go to TCU. We'll see. That that obviously plays a major role. That obviously plays a major, major role. Uh, your family and deciding where you go. Uh, Ryan said the same thing. It could come down to LSU and TCU. The deciding factor is whether or not he starts. Uh, all right, Reagan, anything else on transport before we move on here to looking a little bit into next season and the wrap show up? Yeah, another name that I, that I would like to see is another Xavier pitcher. Um, if you can't land – you know, let's say Chase Burns somehow does go to TCU or something like that. Um, Ethan Bosacker is was teammates with with Justin Lauer this past season. His ERA was three point four nine. Pitched one hundred and one strikeouts and 90, 98 innings pitched. Solid pitcher, another guy that I would love to see come to LSU. Um, so I mean, look, there's lots of great talent in the portal. Lots of great names. And LSU is going to be at the forefront of any guy that they are wanting. 
any guy that LSU and Jay Johnson really wants, you're going to have a great going to be in the mix. I think they're going right. to be in the mix of any guy. That uh, so Cardon said it was before LSU won. He declared after. Oh, I guess he's talking about Burns. Well, the news broke about his intentions to enter the portal, but his name didn't officially get entered into the portal until so last night. Or uh, yeah, like I, I saw it announced by Kendall Rogers this morning. So. Maybe it was this morning. Uh, either way, it may after the national championship. Um, but Carl Dunn, you are correct. There was rumors swirling that he would that he had planned to enter, uh, but it was nothing uh, official. Ryan's asking about the Air Force pitcher. Yeah, unfortunately, Sawyer uh, Hawks has committed to uh, Vanderbilt, which stinks. Uh, you can't look. You can't get them all. I mean, you can't get everybody from. You're the not going to get it's it. Just not going to happen. But no. Um, I mean, last year you you got what you wanted, but you didn't get everybody. Um, so, look, there's there's guys in the portal. Uh, we have guys on our roster. We have a freshman class coming in. It's going to be really good. So, Jay Johnson is going to go get who he needs and who he wants, who fits uh, what he wants. And so, um, yeah, I'm I'm fine with whatever Jay Johnson goes out and does. You know, do we want certain guys? Um, absolutely, but um, Jay's gonna go get who he needs and who he likes, and I'll trust whoever he he decides to get. All right, Reagan, let's let's look a little bit ahead to next year, and then let's wrap up the show. So, real quick, I wanted two things: who stays, and then secondly, way too early starting lineup next season. Okay, and so, pitching coach too, I guess. Real quick, yeah, we can really. discuss that. So, uh, real briefly, uh, Nate Yeski. Yeah, I think it's going to be – you're correct. I think it's going to be Nate Yeski. Um, maybe someone else. I, I, I would be – I would put my money on Nate Yeski, though. And within the next – I don't know. I'd say week or so, you, you probably have that announcement uh, of whoever it is. Even if it's not Yeski, I, I think you're you're going to find that out pretty soon. So, not be long. So, Zach, what were you saying? Who the so why don't you go first, Reagan? Uh, Malazzo, Joe Bear, Hayden Travinsky, stay or nay? Oof. Um, any of the three that I think are gone, most likely it's definitely Joe Bear. Joe Bear. Yeah. Um, the most likely stay or nay? I need a prediction. Stay or nay for all three. Okay. I think Joe Bear's gone. I think, um, I think Travinsky stays, and I think Malazzo moves on. I think Malazzo moves on. So. You said Joe Bear gone, Malazzo gone, Travinsky stays. Yeah, yeah. I disagree. I still on one think thing. Malazzo could would would stay though. I disagree if, on one if thing. there's a spot for him. I think Travinsky stays, and I think he's your DH next year. I do think Joe Bear gets convinced to come back. I think he comes back and they work on him hitting the breaking ball because he struggled with that a lot this season. I think he comes back and they work with him on hitting the breaking ball and then he enters or, the or laying off of it. Yeah, or laying off when, of it. When they hang it, he hits it a long ways. Yeah. But if he don't recognize it and it's a good location, he's getting he tends to swing over it. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I think Joe Bear does come back, and I think that would be that would be the biggest announcement. Is well, probably Grant Taylor would be, but um, offensively, like that's that'd be massive. That'd be massive if 
Um, Joe Bear announces that he's coming back. I do think he comes back. I think, and I, I agree with you. I think Malazzo is gone. I think he's gone. I, I think it's out of the fact that, like, Brady Neal's behind him. Brady Neal's behind him. Jared Jones, Ethan Frey. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, like, this is his, I mean, what is this, his fourth year at LSU? Third or fourth. I, yeah. I think there's a spot for him on a minor league team, and I think he goes. Yeah. I think he just has to go. He won I an actual championship. I think he's gone. I think he's gone. Um, so we'll see. Uh, now does Grant Taylor improved this season? And does Grant Taylor go? We'll see. Um, I honestly can't give you a prediction there. Uh, I, I think I'm leaning more towards he stays, but we'll we'll find out. Um, okay, Reagan, uh, I'll go first, and then we'll switch it up. Now I'll go first, and then you can go. So I know y'all want to hear it, and we it's fun to discuss. So way too early, opening day lineup for your twenty. 20- 24 LSU Fighting Tigers, the baseball team. Left field, Josh Pearson. <laughs> Center field, Paxton Kling. Right field, Brandon Jobert, because I think he's staying. Could be wrong. If it's not Brandon Jobert, um, I think you you could see a transfer portal guy there. Maybe. It all depends on – I mean, these conversations are going to be being had, you know, with Jay Johnson, so we'll find out. Um, but right field, Braden Joe Bear. First base, Bear Jones. Second base, I think, is a transfer. Shortstop, I think, is Gavin Guidry. Unless they get Hill. Then I think Guidry shifts over to second, and Hill goes to short, or vice versa. Third base is Tommy White, obviously. Catcher, Brady Neal. DH, Hayden Travinsky. And your starting rotation. Mm. Burns That's lower hurt. Hurt. <laughs> on Friday. Burns, Burns on Saturday and Laura on, on Sunday. I am done. Look, if that's your starting three, it's better than this year. If that's your starting three, it's better than this year's starting three. As a whole, look. Yeah, I don't know, Reagan. You didn't have a true three this year. You didn't Steve have a true Ty three. Floyd, those two right there. I'm saying a th- as a whole three, a whole three. You didn't have a three. Look, you your number one, Skeens, Floyd, I'll take over. I, like, I mean, Hurt eventually became your three. And I, I'll take that. But, man, if, if you got those three and they're, they got their stuff going, it's going to be hard to beat us. <laughs> in a weekend series. It's going to be really hard, which it was this year, too. And you're probably um, going to need to rely a little bit more on the pitch next year because um, – oh, I guess another name we didn't mention is Coop. Does Coop stay or leave? I think, I think Coop stays. I think, I think Coop stays. stays. I agree. And that's a massive arm for you out of the bullpen next year. Um, My starting lineup for so, – I, I don't know if Paxton Clean takes over center field yet. But I'll give it to him. So I'll, I'll give left. He's draft eligible next year, Reagan. Huh? He's Paxton Kling will be a draft eligible sophomore next year. Really, man, that's gonna stink. That'll stink. I, think, I could I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure he'll be 21. So okay. So um, Pearson left. I'll give Paxton Kling center field, uh, right field. It's either going to be a transfer or Connor Griffin 
if he signs with LSU, you might could see him in the outfield. True freshman Connor Griffin out of Mississippi. Um, yeah, right field's going to depend on, on whether Joe Bear stays, transfer, freshman. But Connor Griffin, that guy, if he comes to LSU and doesn't go to the draft, Connor Griffin may find his way at LSU's outfield next year. Um, third baseman, Tommy White, no question. Uh, second baseman is, I think, going to be a transfer. I think second baseman is going to be a transfer. We agree there. Um, Bear Jones will be your first baseman. Brady Neal, your catcher. Travinsky, your DH. Shortstop's hard for me just because we don't know. Like, like we got Michael Braswell coming in already, and you got Gavin Gidry on the roster. So I would say right now it would be Gidry. Right now I'd say Gidry. So pretty much the same. Pretty much, yeah. Well, pretty much. But I think right I, I think all of this could be absolutely wrong by the time the yeah, it could over. be completely <laughs> wrong. Could be completely wrong. Yeah. Who knows? We'll find out. All right, let's wrap the show up. We'll take uh, one last final break, and then we come back. Reagan, we'll wrap up the show. Yeah. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Robert, I appreciate you letting me know that. I thought Connor Griffin was with this class. Bear Jones will hit 40 home runs next year. Jesus, that would be something. Appreciate you telling me about that, uh, Robert. I, I thought he was with this class. So uh, that's a good little little nugget to know. So probably either Joe Bear or transfer or something like that out in right field. Um, man, guys, what a wonderful season LSU baseball has, has had this year, a season that we will remember forever. Um, tip of the cap to all the guys who came and stayed and fought through adversity. I mean – Dylan Cruz and Trey Morgan and Jordan Thompson and Gavin Dugas and Cade Beloso, all you guys, you you earned this, um, and we are. I am I am more happy for you guys than like winning a national title in general. I'm more happy for you guys to win it than anything. Um, than as a fan, win it, watching LSU win it. I'm ha- more happy for you. And this season is everything we could have wanted it to be. And the Tigers are national champions once again. I can't wait to see what the Intimidator is going to be like tomorrow with the new 2023 added to it. They've already got it, and they're going to be putting it up and revealing it tomorrow at the championship celebration. Um, So, guys, enjoy this year. Um, We'll see what happens this offseason and portal and pitching coach. But, man, I'm going to enjoy this for now. And Jay Johnson is an amazing coach. Here he is in his second year with a national title. I have I have no doubt in my mind that Jay Johnson is going to continue to recruit relentlessly, continue to bring the best talent here that he can to LSU, and he's going to continue putting LSU in Omaha year after year, constantly competing in the SEC, constantly being at the top in the forefront of things. So super excited for the future of LSU baseball. 
Um, so, hey, if you're here on this show, AYS is starting their show. It's probably already started. So if you want to watch another show, hop over to AYS if you can and join uh, Blake and Zach will probably be over there and, and may make an appearance on that show as well. They'll definitely be in the background producing and whatnot. Guys, it's been a great show. LSU is national champions once again. It's a great time to be a Tiger, guys. We'll catch you next time here in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace. Peace.